Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Conversion Experts. My name is Hannah Stingle. I'm a marketing manager here at StrikePoint Media, and I just ended a great conversation with Jeremy Blossom, our CEO, and we went over all things campaign strategy and full build-out implementation. So if you are a digital marketer yourself or a company looking to get started, you're gonna wanna hear all of these secrets and StrikePoint strategies that we just shared. So if you're interested, just keep watching. Hey, Hannah. Hi. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks so much for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Okay, so first of all, introduce yourself to everybody. What do you do here at StrikePoint? Yeah, so I'm Hannah. I'm a marketing manager, and uh, my focus here at StrikePoint is um, leading performance for our internal and client accounts and kind of driving um, the KPIs and performance through campaign strategy and then just overseeing the execution um, for our campaign and funnel implementation. Yeah, yeah, and you're really, really, really good at it too. You're Thank so you. modest. Um, we were just talking about an hour ago um, and it was a really, really fun exercise and it's something that you're really, really good at, which is launching or kickstarting a brand new campaign. So. Mm -hmm. For people out there, they may have a brand that they're about to launch, they may have a new product lineup that they're gonna push out, they may just need to revamp old creative, right? Like a stale campaign. Tell me how your brain works and some of the processes that you implement here at StrikePoint for kickstarting a campaign. Yeah, so um, we kind of have some like standardized processes in place here at StrikePoint to tackle those things because we're constantly creating new, um, we get like a new, a new account a week and they're constantly creating new products. So I think first things first is um, reviewing the product myself, um, going yeah. through what are the details and also aligning with the client on what they're wanting out of their marketing. So um, like it could just be um, list engagement and like lead generation or maybe they're looking for sales, maybe they're looking for scale. Like. They already do lead gen and they're already generating revenue, but they really need to get past like that plateau point. So I think just going through the product myself and then um, aligning on those KPIs, those are like the biggest things because we can do everything. We could rebrand the entire product. We can start something new. Um, so just aligning on what the intentions are and being super intentional about what the campaign will be. Yeah. Um, so I love that. So you, so, okay. So. The product itself, you want to become intimately familiar with it. Mm -hmm. um, that's exactly right. Because in order for us to sell anything, we need to know exactly how it works. Yeah. I like to give this analogy. If I was ever going to go and sell vacuum cleaners, I would want to know how to take that vacuum cleaner apart and put it back together again. So mm -hmm. you like to start there. Yes, it's one of our processes here at StrikePoint. Start with the product. Understand you know, all the benefits of the product, the weaknesses of the product, the competitive advantages of the product, everything we need to know there. And then we go and we ask their clients, what are your KPIs? So mm -hmm. what is the problem that they're trying to solve? Because we can solve a bunch, right? So are they trying to scale something? Are they trying to launch something? Are they trying to hit this CPA or CPL or cost per click? Or yeah. you know, what are the things that, or are they just trying to see if there's a demand for the product that we're launching? You know, what is it that they're yeah. trying to do? And we align those two things first and foremost. All right, so then of course we get into audiences, right? So mm -hmm. who is this product or service for? What are some of the things that you like to do when it comes to the audience and researching the audience and understanding who our target demographic is? Yeah, so usually the account will come with some historical data that we can look at. Um, they already have 
current customers um, that we can get information from, but also we do our own um, like competitive analysis and market research here, and that helps a lot. Um, but also a lot of it does come from that intention of like the product description and. I feel like um, kind of how I like to work with these things is not only do we want it to be like we specialize in direct response and we can make we can turn anything into a sale, yeah. um, but I really like to look at it from if I were the user. Like um, not everyone wants to be sold, and um, nowadays you anything you go on you're being sold for something, and yeah. there's ads everywhere. So yeah. I really like to make things not come off as aggressive and salesy as you might think. Um, and bringing it down to, okay, well, well, what's the benefit that the customer will see? And like, what would they want to see? So that's kind of how I look at it and connect with the demo that maybe they're already um, selling to that their perfect audience and maybe they're not. So we'll kind of mix it up a little bit um, and just expand depending on um, what we can find. Yeah, so what I hear you saying um, is empathy. Yeah. You really try to empathize with the target demo put yourself in their shoes and then work backwards from there. So then experience the product yourself with that lens of empathy, um, understand the marketplace that they're in and try to cut through the noise. Mm -hmm. That's a big part of it. And having empathy is like a secret weapon here at StrikePoint. I tell people all the time, it's like if you really want to be an amazing digital marketer, then have a lot of empathy because mm -hmm. that's really what you can use to come up with a you know headline copy, um, you know, creative for the ads, like yeah. all of that can come from really having a strong empathy for the end user of this product or service. Right, yeah, because we can make the product and the company look super sexy, but if it doesn't relate to what totally. that person is going through right now, or especially with the whole pandemic, it affected a lot of our angles, and you can tie a lot of those things in and make sure it relates to the customer so they actually understand, and it's not just like, here's this cool product and why you should like it. It's more so how could this benefit you? Yeah, totally. Like a lot of people don't know this, um, but we have kind of like the hardest job in the world in some <laughs> ways, right? Like yeah. it, in the sense, because 99% of the ads that we create won't work, mm -hmm. right? A, a rock star digital marketer, which you're one of them, of course, their, their batting average is like 4% or 5%. That, you know what I mean? Getting a click-through rate on an ad at 5 plus percent is like, whoa, yeah. like, especially at scale, right? When we're spending millions of dollars on it is like insane. Mm -hmm. And the general average is 1%. Mm -hmm. So these things like that we are going through are what the difference makers are. So if, they're, if you're a brand out there, you own a product or service, and you're wondering why your stuff isn't working, these are some of the big things that we see every single day, you know, that are, you know, not helping you. They're hurting your campaign. They're hurting your product sales, in, you know, one way or another. Yeah. So, okay. So we got through the audience. We got the empathy, the product. What's next when it comes to like launching these campaigns? Yeah. So um, I guess uh, the next thing would just be like expanding where they want to run. So at yeah. StrikePoint, we love like channel expansion and testing new things similar to what you just said. So um, most of the time, like you do have to test and it will be a bust and that's just the, the lay of the land. But um, even if you have like winning campaigns and you're not testing, it, it'll die. So whether it's not working or it is, you have to continue testing. So we'll usually start out with um, all the different variants of what we can run. So. We'll, like, we'll likely put together two to three different campaigns so we don't, we're not just stuck with one. Yep. Um, and we'll want to expand them to different channels because every traffic source is so different. Like um, 
everyone's running on Facebook and YouTube, but the audience is so different. Um, so you have to keep in mind that that traffic source has different kinds of people that they're either looking for how-tos or they're scrolling through pictures of friends and family or they're searching for something super specific on Google. So one campaign doesn't fit all. And so um, we'll really dive into expansion and like how much volume they're looking for. And we'll get started kind of mapping out like the funnel diagrams and the intentions of each campaign and where it would make sense to run them. Yeah. And so that's kind of when we get into the building phase, like we'll start with um, like what's the big idea, um, where we want to run it, then we'll get into copy, design, building, and integration. Yeah, to aim to the actual campaign stuff. Yeah. So another thing that we are unique, I think, in at StrikePoint is that we're not the agency that starts off with the channel. You know, there are so many different companies out there and even internal marketing teams that they begin their campaign with, okay, it's going to be a Facebook campaign. It's going to be a Google. It's going to be a YouTube campaign. We, before we launch anything, and again, this is about launching and kickstarting your first campaign, we will first do what we said, understand the product, understand who we're going after, and then we ask ourselves, where are they? Once mm -hmm. we feel like we've got a really good grasp on the different types of buyer personas that we're going after... That is then our next question. And what we're really good at, we have a really good knack of is introducing alternative you know, networks and channels to yeah. the equation. We own yeah. an ad network, for example, an email-based ad network. And mm -hmm. most agencies are glossing over the power of email and, and don't know that you can actually buy dedicated third-party email sends. And yeah. right as a proven channel, from there, then yes, then we get into, which is really, really fun. And when a lot of people think about marketing, they think about the campaigns, right? Mm -hmm. Ad variants and things like that that we're doing. Okay, so let's jump into that. So you said we have like two to three different ad variants that we would like to build out. And that's mm -hmm. pretty traditional, right? Like yeah. if it's email, it's two, to, two or three different types of email angles that we're, you know, we're mm -hmm. building and things like that. Let's go into the like the nitty gritty. What are the other specifics of like the actual campaign build out part of everything we do here? Yeah, so let's say they want to run traffic on Facebook. We'll get started with um, identifying the CTA. Like, what what's the purpose of the page that the Facebook ad will be running to? So, do they want to request a demo? Do they want to purchase the product? Do they want to watch a presentation? So we'll really dial down what the purpose of the page is. Um, and then um, we'll get started making the Facebook ad creative and then the copywriting of the page. And we usually, like, like you said, put together like two to three um, different variants for pages specifically. Um, we like to test things like headlines, subheadlines, um, structure, whether they're short form or long form, depending on the traffic source. Um, and then different verbiages for the CTA, like um, what's on the button and what the button color is makes yeah. a huge difference that I think a lot of people overlook. And we have little like tactics and strategies here and there that we've gotten used to. And so we kind of just standardize these pages. But we get started with um, those build outs and tests. And that's kind of how we get started to get some early funnel indicators in the mix. And then from there, we'll continue optimizing and, and making changes as we go. Yeah, we're unique. We're a full funnel digital marketing agency. Mm -hmm. And you just started to walk through the customer journey. Mm -hmm. So again, working kind of backwards, we, we will take a look at what happens next. Okay, so they see an ad. They like the ad. They want what we just yeah. positioned in the ad, right? Okay, well, then when they get to the landing page, they get to the sales page, they get to the website that we're sending this traffic to, what is on that page? What does it say? How does it look? 
And we never assume anything, right? That's mm-hmm. right point. That's like a big taboo thing. Why? Because we let data tell us yeah. what decisions we should make, but we need to come up with a, hypo- a hypothesis um, for yeah. the different things that we're going to be coming up with, right? So uh-huh. like, all right, what do we think is going to happen? On, with your experience, um, have you seen trends or have you seen like kind of tried and true places that will at least begin like, okay, we're always going to have this type of test in place with some of our campaigns? Yeah, we kind of had templates for each kind of offer. So um, if it's like on a programmatic channel and it's just lead generation, maybe for a lead magnet, like an ebook or a presentation or something, we have um, like short and long form templates of pages that have just worked really well for us in the past. Um, We do the same thing for um, like VSLs. We kind of have a structure for our promos, even our evergreen webinars. Um, So we kind of have a template that is our tried and true here, but we're always testing new things because as the market evolves and um, people get smarter about advertising, um, they kind of change. But yeah, we do have like a templatized process for those that have just worked really well for us. So as a marketing manager, this is kind of like the world that you live in. And now we're going to start to cross into stuff that you are very closely strategizing, right? So we're strategizing on the media buying side of things as Mm -hmm. well. So you're going to work with one of our media buyers and you're going to discuss a testing budget for a a new campaign that we're going to be kickstarting. Yeah. Can you go into some of the conversations that you're having with our media buyers and how you guys come up with like a budget, lots of things are deter- you know dependent on answers that yeah. the client has and stuff like that. But kind of give us like an overview of that. Yeah. So when it comes to like media planning and budgeting, um, as a marketing manager, it this is my opinion, but I think it's super important that I know media buying just as well as the media buyers do. Um, yeah. So they can focus on actually buying the media and I can put together the plan so they can um, do what they do best. So I really try my best to be as involved in the ad accounts as possible and know like what they would look for, what kind of volumes that we can expect and what kind of product would work because not all product and not all companies will work on specific channels. Um, sure. So it really depends on the products and it, that's kind of my job to determine where we can run it. So I'll outline um, what I would suggest for sources and volume just based off of experience. And um, then I'll run it by the media buyers and see if they align with the strategy that I've implemented. Usually they'll say, oh, we can't send that much volume, not many people are searching for that, or um, maybe we should try something else out that maybe is a network I've never worked with before. So I kind of do my best getting involved with media buying and making strategy myself and then running it by them before they start actually purchasing the media. Yeah, yeah, and something you've been trained on doing is setting these KPIs up ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Consistently, right? I can't tell you how many times we've talked to brands and you know they're, they're doing their best and they're trying to grow and trying to scale and we ask them about like a campaign that they're running and before they hit go and their Mm -hmm. ad account, they didn't sit down and run the funnel math beforehand yeah. to determine, yeah. right? And so that's a really big part of what you are doing when you're saying you're gonna sit down with them, you're gonna look at like what channels we can run on and things like that. Basically, you're just putting together KPIs that you think we can hit, right? Yeah. So what are some of those KPIs that we like to try to set up? And then what happens, because it does, when we don't hit those particular KPIs? Or what happens when we do hit those KPIs? Yeah. Yeah, and I guess I kind of forgot to mention that in some of the first steps because I kind of just do it naturally now. Um, 
but it is super important depending on what they're wanting. Um, if they really care about their cost per lead or their cost per acquisition, then we'll set up our campaigns to match that. And so um, if they're wanting a really cheap cost per lead, then there are some traffic sources we won't go to because we know with experience, we won't be able to get them in at that kind of cost. Um, Or maybe they're looking at engagement of the page or time on page, then um, that opens us us up to more traffic sources. So it kind of just comes with experience, knowing what each traffic source can deliver and how we would organize that campaign and going from there. Um, But we don't always hit the KPIs. It happens a lot. There's a lot of unpredictable things that happen, especially with expanding to new channels and trying new things. Um, Because I would say I'm like pretty experienced with traffic sources and different campaigns, but we're always trying new things that people haven't tested before. So I could have all the experience in the world, but I'm not going to know exactly what happens. So we do our best, um, but strike point moves really fast. So we'll identify these things within one or two days of having volume. Um, and we can make pivots super quickly. And so we're kind of all, all about just optimizing. Maybe, maybe the campaigns and the algorithms aren't working like we expected. So we'll change how Facebook or Google is optimizing our campaigns. Maybe we're uploading offline conversion events instead of having it like automated through the dashboard. So we pivot fast. Um, and if there is like a big issue with a disalignment on KPIs, then We'll talk to the client and we'll reevaluate what what makes sense for their product and expand somewhere else um, that we haven't tried before. Yeah, totally. This approach really lets us invest in media and not buy media, right? Mm-hmm. So like that's the term is media buyers. But really, yeah. if you can take our approach to it, it's more of an investment. It's more mm-hmm. about saying, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I've got this campaign. I've got this product or offer. I'm going to go to these sources and ahead of time with our experience, um, with with our uh, expertise, we're going in and we're going to say, here are the metrics that we want to go and hit. Mm-hmm. If we're not hitting those metrics, we don't spend, we don't invest yeah. because we're not getting the return that we're looking for. Um, or if it's okay, there's really three types of outcomes, right? We've got, it didn't work, it's okay, or it was it's great. And mm-hmm. if it's if it's not working, then pretty much none of the numbers are are we're not hitting any of them. We're really really yeah. far off from them, and we'll point to an audience or the offer or both of why that's happening. If it's mm-hmm. okay, there's something there that's going to be a leading indicator for us to say, oh, okay, this number was great, this number was great, that number's not great, this number was great, yeah. this number's great, and we can just focus, like you said, very quickly focus on that one metric. And, uh, and help enhance that, whether that's the click-through rate on the ad or the landing page or whatever, right? Yeah. And then um, we'll get into the scenario where this is our favorite, is when mm-hmm. we get a campaign, we launch it, and it just takes off. It's like yeah. there's no better feeling than that. Yeah. And I think, too, when that happens, a lot of people don't realize, like, okay, cool, you have one winning campaign, that's it, you hit it. But we can take the data from that campaign and tie it into all the others that weren't working. That's so right. um, it's pretty, it's actually pretty simple to identify where we're getting drop-offs or what's not working. Um, if you lay it out ahead of time. Yeah. Right? If yeah. you're laying out ahead of time and you know which KPIs to watch. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And we're like really huge on tracking here. Like yeah. I really nerd out with pixels, JavaScripts, and even like Band-Aid, Zapier, connection connections. I love that. So um, having all that set up accurately and especially on um, automation 
not only saves us a lot of time, but it helps us identify a lot that maybe other people wouldn't notice if we didn't set it up like that. So when we do have the correct um, integrations and tracking in place, it makes our jobs a lot easier to have all of the data right there in front of us. And, and that really is kind of what motivates us to continue testing and get a winning campaign. Yeah. Um, and then you can tie them all in together. So if you get one winning campaign, we can um, not only scale that to the moon, but we can use that data to boost the other ones that maybe aren't doing so great. Yeah, totally. A business is like an airplane, right? Like it's going from point A to point B as a business. It's growth. We're selling more products, we're going as an industry, and every airplane has an instrument panel. And on this instrument panel, it tells you what your altitude is, how fast you're going, what fuel levels you have. And if you don't have those things in place, a really good instrument panel, not only that you don't have it in place, but if you don't have the ability to pull in that data mm -hmm. to then ha show up on your dashboard or show up in those things, um, then yeah. it's impossible for you to make good decisions on where you should go. Mm -hmm. um, should you go faster? Should you go slower? Are you too heavy? Are you not going to make it? Like, yeah. do we need to go refuel and take the plane down and regroup and things like yeah. that? And you're right. I love what you said about the speed. You know, we're really quick about that. But we are, we live in this really interesting world between um, science and art, data mm -hmm. being quant focused and then yeah. having that like creativity part of it. Yeah. So on the creativity side, so we got a lot of the numbers, we have this stuff. Where yeah. do you think we shine and what are some of the things that we try to do from a campaign perspective to really hit the creative art of, of all of marketing? Yeah, so I feel like we're a huge group of innovators and all of us are always coming up with new ideas. We're constantly doing research and just diving into marketing in general. So there's no lack of ideas at StrikePoint, which really helps. Yeah. Um, but I think on the creative side of um, what we can implement into the campaigns, aside from the KPIs and just solid numbers that the client is looking to hit, we really do care about so much more than that. Um, we're not just going to send traffic to some rinky-dink landing page and send them sales. We, we can do that, but we would much rather prefer to make the pages consistent. And um, if they need new branding, we would suggest new branding. We really want to shine the best light on that company and, and make them look good. And so um, we love the numbers and, and that's the primary goal, totally. but we want to make everything look super clean and attractive. And, and we really do our best to tie that into all of our campaigns. And sometimes it doesn't make a difference on performance and sometimes it does, but it's it, we think it's super important that if we're going to be sending you leads and customers, then you need to you need to engage with them and you want them to stick around and not just give you one sale and not be it. Yeah, absolutely. Creativity is is more than just um, art. It's the ability to look at things from multiple different perspectives and come mm -hmm. up with multiple different solutions for the problems that we're trying to solve. Yeah, we are in one of the most competitive you know environments, and you know most of our clients are in one of the most competitive niches that we're out there. Mm -hmm. And it's important that we're on our A game, you know, at all times. Yeah. What do you do, Hannah, to stay in your A game, to stay inspired, to get inspired every day, to come out and kill it for our clients? Yeah, I think um, what really inspires me to get, to keep going and come up with new ideas and strive for strive for performance is I honestly just love numbers and it's kind of like a competitive thing with me. It it fulfills me to nail down our KPIs and deliver the performance that yeah. we we pitch a client on and that's really fulfilling to me seeing how we can scale an account and we can continue like hitting our KPIs and just delivering the best that we can. That's really fulfilling to me and I just love the number side. Um, and yeah.
Yeah. Yeah, you, <laughs> you, really... just, you just do it. And I feel like a lot of people can overthink it and get caught up in it and you want to make everything perfect, which you, you should try to make things look clean and no typos, no grammatical errors and colors are consistent. But um, the quicker you work and the faster you can get something out, the better because if you're not going to do it, someone else will beat you to it. Well, you're one of the most talented marketers I've ever met. So whatever you're doing to get inspired every day, whatever competition you've got to create in your mind to win, keep it up. And thank you so much for joining me today. You're Thanks, awesome. Thanks, Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs>